Hey, I'm Morty from All Day Soccer, and you are listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andros Jones. Give us a shake. Give us a shake. Give us a shake. Radio 8 Ball. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and this is the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. We're calling this season The Appening because we are engaging the pop oracle via the Radio 8 Ball app. The Radio 8 Ball app is filled with every song recorded in the history of Radio 8 Ball, as well as a bevy of my own compositions. Users are invited to ask the Pop Oracle a question and receive a randomly chosen song as their answer, which they can then share and or purchase if they so choose. We'll be using the Radio 8 Ball app for the divinations on today's show, and if you are an iPhone user, I highly recommend downloading it yourself so you can do your own readings. Now, this episode of Season 3, The Appening, was recorded on March 25th, 2020, with our guest Morty Coyle of the band All Day Sucker. Morty was part of the musical divination from our Harry Nilsson tribute episode on June 21st, 2018, that yielded Chris Price's rendition of Nilsson's The Lottery Song, which we had erroneously listed as simply Lottery Song in the app, a mistake which has since been corrected. Now, that song was the answer to Chris Sand's question from our last episode, and I give you all this information because the more context you have, the deeper you can go in your own synchronistic explorations. And since most of the planet has a little bit of extra time on their hands, I hope you'll take advantage of this opportunity to go as deep as possible. Of course, I'll provide the links in the show notes. Now, before we get to our session with Morty Coyle, I'm going to play you his question from the session with Chris Price. But before that, I'm going to play you the randomly chosen pop oracle song of the day from the day we recorded with Morty, that being March 25th, 2020. You see, every day the Radio 8 Ball app generates a randomly chosen pop oracle song of the day, and you can find this song on the front page of our website at www.radio8ball.com. On March 25th, the day we recorded with Morty, the pop oracle song of the day was Wildest Eyes from the band Myrna, which was recorded on Radio 8 Ball on January 10th, 2018. Seen 
life. Here comes the bitterest part of all your dreams. Come crumbling down. With your lies. time right at this moment is that is my father had taken ill uh, about a month back and uh, was in the hospital and and I had to face a very real you know um, not just a very real uh, um, understanding of what could happen but also you know personal existential and being a father myself and everything and um, and also being one of limited amount of my friends that still has a father, you know, mm-hmm. that's here and and grateful to have gotten as far as I have. And so I hear I've been watching Dan Rather give these interviews on uh, access television with all these artists and a question he always asks. And it always chokes me up, but never so much as now. And I think even with Jordan's Yvonne and whoever else has been in here, um, was uh, he said what he asks and I don't know where he got the question from but he says they say a man doesn't fully become a man until his father dies Mm -hmm. and it's something that I've thought about a lot and I think given the fact that sort of today has been filled with a lot of talk about that and sort of you know and me knowing that I'm you know that I'm still not one of them yet and hopefully not for a long time but what that change will be is is um that basically that question do you believe that a man does not fully come into his own until i guess he's lost his father 
And we're here with the illustrious Morty Coyle. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, Morty. My God, I've been here more than I've seen my apartment in these last quarantine days. <laughs> now, we, we have you here because you participated in the reading with Chris Price that resulted in the, the lottery song as the answer to your question. And now that song... Yeah, wasn't that, wasn't that a kick? Didn't you do a great job? Oh, yeah. He's amazing. Uh, and we want, at first I was thinking maybe it'd be great to have him on the show, but then I was thinking, well, he has a lot of songs in the app, and actually your question seemed to be like where the main synchronicity node was. And then, just to explain to people who are just tuning in, the song that was the answer to your question became the, the answer to Chris Sand's question from the last episode about what is the darkness behind closed eyes. And during that whole reading there was all there were all these references to hamlet and shuffling off skin which made me think of shuffling off the mortal coil and even seemed to have some resonance with your question so it just made a lot of sense to have you have you on the show to talk about it um so you've listened to chris's question and you you're familiar with the the song and you were there on the day when the reading happened Okay, so I'd already, I, I just read that recently about the, you know, the, about the man becoming a man after his dad passed away. And, you know, I looked around the room and just for those that don't know, you know, there were a bunch of us, you know, recording and, and in the room uh, uh, were you, whose father passed away. Uh, I believe both Nilsson's boys were there and Jordan Zevon was there because we were going to record another song later and it was a room full of orphans so, you know, yeah and 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 uh there was something you know there was there I, I there was a it felt like there was a pressure of the moment of you know what do a lot of these people have in common you know built on it and you know while we're while I'm, we're in the room not daunting at all was like you know songbooks people's faces on it and sort of you know, that sort of drove the question up. So, yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, I, I know how I, I, and Chris is just so, so extremely talented. And he played it on, I think, like a, what was it, like a glockenspiel yeah. or on like a little. Yeah, a little, yeah, like a toy, just, like a toy glockenspiel, basically. Yeah, like a, yeah, like a Fisher Price glockenspiel. Yeah, so it was a, or is that speaking spell? So it was a, yeah, it was a really great, it was, it was a really great, I thought, radio, baby ball synchronicity moment. So yeah, so that was how I felt about it, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm always, I'm always down for the divination. So just tell me, point me in a direction, and you know, tell me what to do. Let's just go back to Sandman's question for a second. So his question was, what is the darkness? Well, darkness behind closed eyes is the what he is the way he used it. Which I, it, I didn't even talk about it, but the whole thing. I, every time I say it, I think of behind blue eyes. The the Who song, but uh, when you think about the darkness behind closed eyes, what does that make you think of? Once it gets to the metaphysical stuff, I get a little bit lost because then it starts getting into just whatever your biases are for, you know, I grew up with this or, you know, this appealed to me. I, I prefer just think like the closed mind, you know, because that, that just, it, to me, maybe I'm wrong in relating it that way. So I just, you know, what, you know, what is the darkness behind the closed mind? And, you know, especially with what's going on right now, which, you know, topically is people are very locked into their um, versions of reality at this moment. And they are having it tested in a way that is not like, a, you know, an argument on Facebook where you just have a cognitive dissonance and you're going up against other people with their cognitive dissonances. And you're like, well, this candidate is great because, but I'm not going to listen to that about them. You know, this is like entire concepts of I wake up, I do this, I go to my job, or I do, you know, my kid goes to school, that's done. The paradigm has shifted. And I think, I, I don't know if I can use the word enlightened, but I think people that are sort of um, flexible worldview, flexible with their day-to-day sort of personal worldview are going to come out of this sort of, it, you know, financially it's going to hurt everybody and in many other ways, health-wise, I hope people out there are healthy and staying away from it. But, you know, it's going it's going to be, 
I think my question is also going to sort of reflect this, but it's going to be a period where people are going to, I would hope, reevaluate how they look at not just necessarily their lives, but how they look at how they relate to other people, how they relate to the world around them, the interconnectivity of seeing that other states, other countries that people have never been to are in very similar circumstances despite their station in life. I mean, as of this today, Prince Charles has coronavirus. And we've already lost, I mean, we've, there have already been, I mean, just even at this point, there have already been casualties. Okay, most for most cases, people oxygenarian. But, you know, you know, people, you know, musicians and, and, and artists and writers and, you know, critics, there have already been several casualties and the minute you read Corona after it, I can't help but think of, you know, our, and I don't want to say, you know, gay, because it wasn't just gay people, but like what a lot of the, you know, what a lot of people went through when HIV and AIDS had come out. And at some point it just became, that was normal. That was the new normal of day to day watching, you know, their brothers and their sisters just falling and seeing that after it. Now when I see an obituary and it says coronavirus related, you know, I understand now, you know, from, you know, from the perspective of not having that many people I knew pass away personally at that point, seeing it now where I'm like, oh, wow, I feel like this is the beginning. And, I'm, and I tremble to say, but this is the beginning of that. So I guess, I mean, if we can consider, you know, if there's a darkness behind closed eyes, I would say it would be ignorance of where you are at that moment, or at least of how you relate to the world, and keeping yourself closed off and thinking that you are isolated from uh, from being a part of the bigger picture. It's a totally different interpretation than I had, and a totally different interpretation than Chris Sand had, which I think is great. I think there's a... And I love that question because it does lend itself to a, a lot of different takes. And I think that what uh, it sounds like your take on it actually kind of sets up your question. So you want to just dive into your question for the Pop Oracle? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't it, it, it didn't. It didn't. But I, I, I was uh, should I go to should I do the, the, the Pop Oracle now? Yeah, let's let's open let's open up. You know, you you downloaded the app that includes uh, many songs from your. We didn't even talk about it. You are the lead singer of the band All Day Sucker, and fans of this show will know that you and I have been yeah. friends and yeah. fans of each other's work for decades. Yeah, literally almost 30 years. I mean, I met, we, I met you probably right after I, I was thinking about it. I don't and I'm not going to ask you to tell people, but I feel like I met you as someone else, but it was so quick that you it was right around when you became Morty Coyle. And so I never had that cognitive dissonance where I was like, oh, I can't I, I know him as Jerry, but now he's Morty. Right. Well, there, I mean, you know, we all shuffle off. We all shuffle off very <laughs> right. exactly. different times in our creative and artistic and personal, you know, uh, uh, evolution. I just all of a sudden had a flashback of before I lived in Venice in one, one house that was now literally 28, 29 years ago. I remember you playing there. I think you played Paul's house. Oh, yeah, probably. I went to a gig where Mr. Jones and the previous played. And I just dawned on me. I was like, wait a minute. I seem to remember you being... Like your band or something playing in a living room, or, so, or maybe it was a different living room. Oh, I do. No, I do remember that. And it was such a crazy thing because we the, there was not really a PA system. We were singing through the stereo system. Oh, anyway, so that was just all of a sudden. Just, I was trying to remember back to like all of that and, you know, all the many, 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 many adventures and time together. But anyway, so yeah, I'm on the Radio 8 Ball app, which let me just first say looks gorgeous really is is easy to use. I mean, I don't want to jinx it before I type it in, but it's really easy to use. And I mean, I think everybody, I think every, especially in this time when everyone's looking for entertainment and probably some kind of, you know, infotainment and maybe some hope, just something to, you know, distract. This seems like a really great, you know, this seems like a really great endeavor that you've taken upon yourself to do. And so I'm really happy with that. And I'm really proud. And I know I can speak for the band. Really proud to be a part of this. We got eight All Day Sucker songs plus your version of Tom Petty's Crawling Back to You in the app from, when, oh, from wow. the Tom Petty right tribute. On. 
Um, so who knows? Maybe one of those will come up as the answers. There's over, there's close to 2,000 songs in the app, uh, about 180 different artists, and any one of them could come up randomly as the answer to this question. So, oh, God, please don't let me hear my own voice answering me. That would just be the... That would, that, would, that would really make this all quarantining, isolation thing, <laughs> oh, yeah. just, just a cherry on the top of the Sunday. Yes, yes. Well, okay, uh, so let me so I, so ask the pop oracle. Okay. So I typed it in. Okay, I'm going to type it. Uh, the question I have is, sorry, I just uh, screen captured, which is really great. You have like a really cool... You have a really cool thing on here where you can screen capture this to save for later also. Sorry, I just wanted to gush more about the app. It's really beautiful. My uh, my question was, how will this experience affect our children in the future? How will this experience affect our children in the future? And now you will shake the Radio 8 Ball app, and what is the answer? I got breathed by Frosa. Song's called Deep Breath. I'll meet you at the corner pop, take a rest, take a stop, and meet you at the corner shop where we'll pop a lot of popcorn and eat it at the hours, watching movies on the towers, taking over sidewalks, taking over city blocks, climb the middle and in the dark, having picnics in the park, the parking lots aren't even full, but we don't even need to park because we ride a bicycle to and from and to and fro, go up high, go down low, fast, slow, town stories, town fables, dance, parties on tables, by the river where we swim, when it's hot, when it's green, when the leaves are falling down, the best tree in the town, in the night watches us with a smile, not a frown. In the alley cross booths where we dump some bike dudes From the spring into the fall, secret telling whisper wall Physics is a business that chances are all But there's no time for that Taking on a high hat, going camping, going hiking Identifying, liking, drinking wild LT Healthy, full, free, from the stairs to the lookout Portobello cookout on the island where we lay Where we sing, where we play, where we dance, where we ride Stay up all night, down stories, down fables, dance Parties on tables by the river where we swim Where the stars on so them, where the stars on so them Stars on so them by the river where we swim Where the stars on so them, where the stars on so them By the river where we swim there's nothing to do in this godforsaken town. Whoa. I'll meet you at the corner pop, take a rest, take a stop, I'll meet you at the corner shop where we'll pop a lot of popcorn and eat it at the hours, watching movies on the towers, taking over sidewalks, taking over city blocks, green lantern burn out. So we take another route to the living room shows, nailing our two poles downtown where the buildings are. Easy to climb, gotta find that flag, this isn't just a game of tag. Full belly underway at the secret cafe, no time to make up with a lemon shake up outside in our home, stomping in the echo dome, holding a deer park, bears in the dark, it's time for the farmers and the real free market down the road with the grave candle, devil's cave from the stairs to the lookout, portobello cocoa on the island where we lay, where we sing, where we play, where we dance, where we write, stay up all night, down stories, down fables, dance, parties on tables by the river where we swim, where the stars are so dim, where the stars are so dim, stars are so dim by the river where we swim, where the stars are so dim, where the stars are so dim by the river where we swim. There's nothing to do in this godforsaken town. Whoa. And what was the name of that song? That song's called Deep Breath. Oh, yes, Deep Breath. And that was Frosif with the song Deep Breath, which on, uh, actually, actually we have uh, written incorrectly in the app as Breathe. So this is part of our, you know, figuring all this out. But that was recorded on January 4th, 2008 uh, on Alternative Talk 1150 AM when Frosif and Sandman, interestingly, Chris Sand, were our guests on Radio 8 Ball with uh, Lasara Firefox and Robert Allen. And anyway, so that uh, that song was the answer to your question. And could you re- repeat the question? It's what will our how will this affect our children? But could you say it exactly? How? Yeah. How will this how will this experience affect our children in the future? I thought there were some am- amazing answers in that. But what did you take from oh, it? Oh, my God. First of all, first, you know, because you don't know what if you're not familiar with the song. And then the minute it started, it was like, oh, I see how this is. This is. This is my penance for writing a lot of lyrics in a very short amount of time. Because, so now I'm sitting here paying attention to this whole thing, and I'm glad he, by the end it looks like he repeated like the first verse again or something like that, so at least it gave me a second shot at catching the train. But I, I delighted in this song, and funny because you know, even with the synchronicity of it being listed as Breathe, which I was like, oh, what a, you know, 
sort of a peculiar, you know, uh, it's, it's the breathing is like, oh, yeah, reminding you to maybe, you know, take a breath. But also, you know, this thing is a respiratory illness. It's passed by breathing it in. And, you know, oh, yeah. with what's going on. And then to be told, well, it's actually a deep breath, which I don't know if it's erroneous or not, but everyone's being told, take a really deep breath for 20 seconds. And if you don't have any issues, then, you know, then you're safe. You know, it's sort of one of those canary in a coal mine you know, things, you know, that we can do. So I thought it was interesting how it went from like, you know, just breathe. No, no, I mean, take a deep breath. Let's see if you have this. Breath. Right. <laughs> you know, which I thought was like a nice, you know, you know, other than that, man, I don't know if you want me to give my yeah. evaluation for yeah, yeah. yours. I mean, it sounds like, you know, when you get to the end and, and they're confirming, it sort of sounds like a, you know, small town stuff. It's very... Uh, childlike, you know, in a way that Tom Waits sort of does that. Mm-hmm. It's very childlike of, you know, Tom Sawyer almost. I mean, more and more of a modern update, but, you know, sort of like what a kid would look out and see during, you know, like with where everyone else is going. You know, we went to the store, we got some popcorn, we went and caught a movie, you know, caught a movie, the movie crapped out, we went home, we did this, we went down to the fishing hole where you can see the stars brighter, you know, we and I was like, you know, something about that where it was, it almost reminded me of in its own way of like Lexington Avenue by Tom Waits. You mm-hmm. know, something I, I think I got, or Kentucky Avenue, I forgot which one I got, where it's like, you know, where, it, you know, it's a heartbreaking version of being a kid, you know, where it's like just describing just childlike, you know, when, when two blocks or three blocks was like your whole world. And, and, you know, and I'm realizing, especially because I have a daughter, and, uh, and you know, and it's, that's the part that I look at the most. Like, I've been through things like 9-11, you know, and the hysteria that goes around it, or, you know, we're born in the shadow of Vietnam, you know, and after. But to these kids really have never had this kind of, I mean, school's done. You know what I mean? Like, for the foreseeable future, school is canceled. You know, just that concept of being nine years old or ten years old and having school be canceled because of this amorphous disease that might or might not get to us and our parents watching the news every night trying to figure out really what the information is and how it will affect us. And so, you know, that's what I'm most concerned right now, you know. So with a song, I think, really address that childlike glee of just, you know, of, of just living your life and also maybe sort of a back-to-nature approach where I know it sounds spooky, but people that are going out, you know, to get gas or just driving through their neighborhood and are looking and are saying things like, everything's closed. It looks like a ghost town. Like, even my daughter said that because she heard me say it. She asked me what a ghost town was. And I explained that to her. I was like, you know, it's where sort of everything's moved on. But, you know, the town's not torn down. It's still there, but everybody's sort of done. And when you drive around Los Angeles, you know, with minor exception, because that's who we are, you'll see entire, all of Melrose is essentially shut down. Maybe, maybe one store every block, two blocks, every restaurant. And so I'm thinking of like, what would it be like? Let's say the kids get through this and they're immune with them running through the street like it's their playground. But with all the adults sort of done, kind of Lord of the Flies. But, you know, I just had that idea of like this breathless anticipation of kids like waking up and just running from the street and going to the fishing hole. And it's like a little rascals episode or something, you know, where everything is, you know, made for them and they don't have to worry about school or whatever else. But maybe that's just, maybe I'm trying to look at a hopeful, fun, and mischievous, like, what I say, mischievous, mischievous, mischievous sort of, uh, you know, approach to it, as I don't want to think of just the horrors of children who grew up during wartime or during, you know, pandemics, you know, without anybody else but whoever, you know, their parents in their household, you know, not being able to see their friends forever, not having birthdays. I mean, that breaks my heart, you know, and I know there's worse things to think about. But that sort of as a parent, that's sort of where I'm at. So you know that you know paramount on my concern is how it will affect the children. It's interesting because there's a 
because the lottery song, which was Chris's song, we were talking about how that had a sort of a childlike quality to it. And this definitely sounded like the the rhythm of it felt like the way a kid will talk when they're like, and then, and then, and then, and then we did, and then we did this, and then, and then, and then we did this, and then we did this, and then it's sort of like, they're just, they're just telling you all the, like, they're not really telling a story. They're just recounting all of the details of of all the things because they haven't quite figured out oh, the, yeah. their narrative chops. And if you have a kid, that's real. That's if you have a kid, you forget that you were that um, sort of loquacious, but with that thing. And then at school, and then Tommy said this, and Jimmy said that. And I mean, then Jerry, you know, yeah. you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and you got, you know, you go with it. You're sort of in your mind. You're like, this means nothing. Nothing's going to come with this conversation except relating to you and letting you talk and enjoying you're so imaginative and descriptive. And then the other thing I thought of was just, yes, this is scary for you, but for, I just think about your childhood. And like for me, I think about my childhood memories. There were things, there were crises that were going on either in my parents' life or in the world around me during that time. But because I sort of, uh, my folks were able to give me a sort of it they sort of it's a beautiful life it for me just sort of like keep take care of me and make sure that I had the things that I needed and so it all just seemed like an adventure or even didn't seem like like we didn't I didn't go through anything like this but I could see looking back and having like actually good memories about getting to spend more time with my with my dad or my mom or being you know not having to go to school and all the fun activities and you don't really remember like i remember like in the song there's this boredom there's nothing to do and i'm sure there's plenty of that but at the same time although i have vague memories of being a child and feeling like ah uh, there's nothing to do i don't remember being bored as a kid you know what i mean like i remember that i was bored sometimes but i don't actually have the memory of being bored my memories of childhood are so much better than my current than than my current experience of life in a certain way, and maybe that's gilding the lily with with memory. But there's I think there's something about that is that a child's experience isn't tainted by the the fear and the sort of existential angst that adults bring to it. Well, of course, you know, and and I think you know that's the part that you know we sort of never lose again is you know that that you know that being kicked out of Eden you know what I mean we've eaten the apple like we've got to that point now where you know we don't really have a lot of questions of like you know how did that thing get done you know what I mean how did, how did the movie get made how did the you know did, is that real is that not real and you know when you find yourself you know uh, um, sort of you know leaning over and assuaging your kids you know uh, fears and, you know, and, and trying to, not patronizingly, but just try to calm them down in a way that explains it. Because I'm pretty, I'm pretty upfront with my child about things that are going on. And I want to ask her all her questions. And I also have remarked many times because, you know, I'm in the kitchen at 1030 making, you know, whipping up some, you know, concoction of breakfast for her. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we slept late. And I've said to her, I said, you know, I, I want you to know. I, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not taking this for granted. I know we're in a, we're in a, you know, you know, whatever we want to call this right now, but these extra moments with you and knowing that I don't have to go anywhere and you don't have to go anywhere. And even just being here while you do your schoolwork are, are in, in, sort of immeasurably meaningful to me, you know, just so you know that I wouldn't ask for it to happen this way, but as it's happened this way, I'm looking at this positively as the bright, the brightest spot I can look at this is that I get some time with you when you know, I'm not going to leave to go to work and I get to, you know, and I get to put, you know, and I, and I get to spend that time with you because, you know, I mean, even with then, my dad spent a lot of his time at work. You know what I mean? Fortunately, my dad's, you know, still with us right now, but you know, my, my dad spent a lot of time at work growing up. And I, I occasionally thought back on, huh, like, I, I know I've seen my dad all the time and I've seen the dinner and I, but I was thinking like, God, there was a really huge, long period of time in my life, you know, every day, six to six, where I didn't see my dad all through the week, except for one day. 
you know, in the middle of the day. You know, my dad, I never saw noon with my dad except for Sunday or, you know, decades maybe. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look at the positive of this. And then one other thing, and I hate to sound like a plug, but, you know, we've done the, you know, the Instagram Bee and Daddy cartoons for years. Oh, well, now you're the girl I'm simply mad about. Oh, yes, I'm really glad it's been me. Oh, yeah. Why do you explain what that is to our listeners? Okay, so when my daughter, when my daughter Beatrix was... My daughter's always shown an affinity for music, and so you know I'm a musician. Her mom, her her mom is musical, and she's in the arts as well. And so, when when our daughter was little, you know I'd listen to her singing along to stuff. And I would realize well, she has really good pitch. She, you know, and she learns quickly. So just as a hoot, when we would get to school in the morning, I would try to be the first car there, and we would have some time to kill. So we just started singing along with songs that I put on, you know, the car iPod for us to listen to. And these were like the kind of songs that you would put on your favorite mixtape for, you know, a friend or a girl or something over the course of years. You know, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I always love Fearless Fearless by Pink Pink Floyd. Floyd. For some reason, that was just a song I would put on or, you know, some Beatles song that just I would play to everybody. You know, it's like, you know, showing a movie to somebody you just met. You're like... Here's the, here's the footnote to who I am. So obviously as music is, you know, a sacred thing to me, I would play all my favorite songs to my daughter and sort of see how she related. So I would just put these up on Facebook. I started recording them and, you know, I was just like, well, you wouldn't hey, just play the them. You, the two of you would sing, to sing them together. Yeah. Yeah. Started with us just kind of singing along and her sort of miming cause she was only six years old. So, you know, and then I realized she really was, like she really was like absorbing this and could remember and could sing because the frequently asked question is, you know, does she, do you guys read the lyrics? And I'm like, no, we're looking at the front facing camera. We're just singing it. I mean, yeah, we might do it a few times and we've listened to it a bunch. And I also have an iPod, you know, in her bathroom. So when she takes a shower, she can listen to the music and I hear her singing upstairs and I see what she gravitates towards. And so now She's almost 10 years old. We've got, I think, 300, almost 340 videos on Instagram at it's B-E-A-A-N-D-D-A-D-D-Y-C-A-R-T-U-N-E-S, B and Daddy Cartoons. And for like a year and a half or two years, it was just something on my Facebook page and my private Instagram page for friends. And people were like, hey, you should put this up there. So, you know, I went through, made sure there were no, there was nothing in there that related to where she goes to school or anything like that. And I put them up and then all of a sudden people started responding like, you know, Sharon and Ozzy saw that we did, you know, a Sabbath song. So they reposted, Billy Idol reposted because in the zombies reposted because they saw us do a song and artists had reached out to me and from different bands and were like really, you know, happy with it. And I was like, listen, we're not doing this for any other reason. The only time we've ever asked anything of anybody is maybe to raise money for St. Jude's. I think when we hit 200, St. Jude's kids, when we hit 200 uh, videos and we gave, we gave a donation and we asked people also to, and now we're almost at 340. And I've always said, we'll do this until, you know, Beatrix doesn't want to do it anymore. But so the point was when, now I've talked to her about how, you know, this is sort of a calling, not, you know, I don't want to make her feel the pressure of, you know, of, of, you know, uh, uh, service, but I said, you know, it seems that this makes people happy and it's something they can do with their kids, with other people is listen, you can still go to your car. You know what I mean? You can still go sit in your car for 15 minutes and sing with your kid or sing around the house or sing while you vacuum or, you know, you know, sing, you know, while, you know, while you're making dinner or, you know, whatever, you know, the whole idea of the car thing was for a reason, but also, you know, that you're not bugging your neighbors, you know, you're not, you know, you're, you're in your little sanctuary with the two of you, as long as you don't do it in the garage with the, you know, with the door closed and have the engine on, you know, it's, and so that was, and so that was our whole purpose. So if you guys are out there and you get a chance to see our page, we don't follow anybody. We don't reply to anything because the whole idea was just to put that out there to the universe and let people enjoy it. And hopefully it jogs your memory. 
But especially if you're a fan of the Radio 8 Paul show and you're a fan of like music and really a fan of music, it's the kind of music that, you know, we would listen to. You know, we've done, we've done Jellyfish, we've done, you know, we've done, you know, our friends' bands, you know, we've done, you know, Pugwash. We did one song by my band, you know, I felt anything more than that might be, you know, you know, might be considered crass. But we've, you know, we, we've done, we've, I, I'm, I'm amazed sometimes. I've forgotten everything we've done in the last four years. Well, I have one, qu- I, have, I, I have a question for you because I do have, I am a fan of this and I've followed it and I've, it's, I love getting this insight into this, but I do have a question. You say, so you don't have the lyrics. Do you know, yeah. when do you decide which song you're going to do? The night before, on the way to school? How do you, how do, you do that process? Okay. So this is so now just to answer like the four or five questions, and I hope this doesn't bore anybody. But just if you look at the site, you'll get it. But basically, the thing is, hey, how does she know it? Are you guys reading the lyrics? You know how you know how do you? So here's what happens: I make, I take the iPod, and I'll put on at any given time. Let's say we did five or six. I'll take those six off usually, unless she really loves the song and wants to keep listening to it. And I'll put let's say fifteen, twenty new songs on. And then I'll just let her ruminate while we are doing songs we've already listened to a bunch of times. So we've listened to an Afghan Wigs, an Afghan Wigs song. We've listened to the Afghan Wigs, and she related to it. She really liked it. She had fun with it. So when we go to record it, she'll have listened to it in the shower. She'll have listened to it on the way to school. I'll know because she'll either say, play it again right after I played it, and I'll see her. She's a quick study. So while I'm playing it for her, I can usually see by how many times she listened to it, three, four times, how she's already singing along. And then usually the, our, our, our regiment of waking up in the morning, you know, when things were normal, was we get up, she gets dressed, she comes downstairs. We don't watch TV. We, we never watch TV in the morning. Uh, we, we basically listen to the song or we watch the video of the song or I play her, maybe the band playing the song live. And we maybe, you know, we'll watch it, maybe like a lyric video of the song. So, you know, and, you know, because a lot of them are wrong. We'll just listen to it, singing it. And then in the car, we'll listen to that and a few other songs on the way to school. And then once we pretty much know by the time we're having breakfast, which one she picked or she's comfortable with, or I'll tell her like, oh my God, you know, this holiday's coming up. Wouldn't it be funny if that just happens to be the song we do on this holiday? And, you know, it might be something like that. Or, you know, I heard, you know, I heard Chuck Berry passed away. Because when Chuck Berry passed away, I think we posted my dingling, you know, because it was, you know, it was topical and something like that. Or George Harrison's birthday or Peter Torek had passed away. And, you know, we, you know, we already knew Shades of Grey. And so we, we did that one, you know, so things like that, you know, that might be. But other than that, she just, it's what she you know, it's what she takes to. That's great. That's it. it's a. I why well, let me just gush for a second. Let me say I I highly recommend that people. I'll I'll provide the link so people can check it out. And also, I think it's just inspir- It's an inspiration for parents who are listening to this to find the. And it goes back to what your question is because I want to bring it back to that to find right, exactly. the ways to. It's a beautiful life. This like find the ways to turn this into. It's just it it inspires. I think if I was, I'm not a parent, but it would inspire me to find fun and exciting ways to make the most of this time with my, with our kids. So, yeah, that was, and like I, as I said before, when I sit with, you know, when I sit with my daughter now and I sit with B and we talk about it, I say to her, like, you know, like I said, you know, I'm not taking this for granted. Just the fact you have this before this, all this, whatever you want to call crisis, you know, was going on. I had said to her, listen, at the very least, when you look back on these moments, forget Instagram, forget that there's a world out there. When you go back, I hope, you know, if there's a in perpetuity of, you know, computers and there's still electricity and the internet, I said, you will have hours and hours of songs you sang with your dad that were his favorite. It's not just like my dad used to put on, you know, Perry Como and we dance around the living room and those are my fondest memories. These are literally my favorite songs of all time 
and you know, and and you know, and and you got to share that with me. You know, the thing that I find the most special, and I and from the dad perspective, it seems very, you know, it seems kind of you know all about me. But I look at it from you know, if you could look back on time with your dad and be like, I remember, you know, every day or whatever, my dad and I would do this thing. Even if you sometimes went, you know, he made me oatmeal every day from hand. But at some point, you'll miss that oatmeal. You know, at some point, you'll, I don't tell her that part. But at some point, you know, you'll, you'll be very, I think you'll be very grateful that this happened. So that's it. So, yeah, it gets back to the kid thing. This is how will it affect the kids. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that they get to Tom Sawyer this or they get to with their childlike perspective, because, you know, we're all shocked at how grown up kids are now because they have, you know, the Internet and, you know, oh, you know, whatever. I, that reminds me, that was the other piece of this. And it was it was just the idea that. Just like I think we can we get that there's a way, even though our parents were probably smarter than us in they had better, they could probably got a better education in certain ways, but they're not as fast as us because we we grew up watching things faster and taking in more information faster at a, at a younger age. And that is oh, just yeah. like, that's a, a quantum leap. So like the speed of the song too, uh, not just that it made me feel like there was something childlike about it in the childlike recounting, but just that there's, that they're taking in so much information and that they're well, yeah. like, we don't know how to integrate this because we're trying to put it on old models, but they don't have these old models that are struggling with this, you know? So to them, it's it's funny to me. Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, so to them, like they're taking all of this information and, and they're building, they're basically building their intelligence upon it. So when you, when you ask and how will this affect them, it's going to make them faster, smarter, better, just like anything would. Right. And (laughs) the next generation is always going to be smarter not necessarily smarter, but it's going to be faster. It's going to be faster and better able to integrate whatever is new, whatever is coming, you know? Uh, well, I mean, you know, the next generation from where, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, pejoratives flung at the generation. I don't even know what generation I'm a part of. I think I'm generation X. Are we? We're like generation. Yeah. X, we're gen X. Yeah. Yeah. And then after us is what Gen Y, Gen is that Gen how Y doing it, Millennial? No, wait, Gen, Gen Y. What was it? There was I don't know. I mean, to me, it's it's, like, yeah, uh, it's pretty arbitrary. Is there actually. one in between? I don't know if there's one in between Boomers and Gen X, but I guess we are after Boomers. And you know, there's you know, there's there's also something to be said about maybe skipping a generation to the kids that are you know now coming out of this because with a lot of the millennials because of a lot of what's gone on, they haven't really had serious crisis. You know what I mean? They've lived with very, you know, amorphous threats from somewhere. Like they know about what wars are. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, you know, I'm talking about Western civilization. Obviously you live in a war zone. It's never stopped, but you know, so they're, you know, they're seeing all of this and, and I think, yes, they're taking it all in, but they've also, you know, there's been a lot of that. And I hate to use the term participation trophy people, because I think it just sort of groups everyone in together unfairly, but you know, there's a lot to be said about the, Oh, nobody loses. Everybody wins. It's just a game. Don't get hung up. Don't get. And now we're looking at people that, you know, that are, you know, running out and Connor and Dylan are buying all the toilet paper. You know what I mean? Because nobody loses. And, you know, in their world, it's, you know, hey, listen, every man for themselves, there's really no, you know, there is no loser in this thing. I just take what I want and it's all good. And I'm going to be told that I'm great for doing it. You know, there's not a lot of consequence. Well, actually, but that actually brings us back. And uh, I knew it would go a little bit long with you because we always have great conversations. And I don't mind that. I love that with the podcast. So we're just going to keep digging into it. But there was there was also to me the ominous so there's a synchronicity. So when when Walt asked his question, his question was about being paranoid about the coronavirus. But the question he didn't ask was, should I buy a lottery ticket? And we sort of talked about that. And then when Walt, when Chris Sand asked his question, he got Chris Price's song, uh, the Chris Price doing the Harry Nilsson song, the lottery song. 
And as we're seeing people's names and numbers come up in this, there is sort of like that has taken on almost like this sort of Shirley Jackson kind of quality. Shirley Jackson's The Lottery, the the, the sort of gothic horror novel about right. this sort of ritual culling of a society. And so... Well, you know, now I'm starting to see Logan's run with hearing just, you know, them talking about Okay, so maybe some of the old people have to But die even that, we're finding we out that even more. even like it's not just, I think we're going to find out that that's, it's not just old people. No, I know, but I'm saying is once you once you get people to be like, you know, you really start seeing that fascist, I, I yep. don't want to use the Nazi term or, you know, Hitler, because it's too easy to look at a parody of that. When we're really looking at this, there are people now that are, if they're not outright saying it or suggesting they're not necessarily opposed to the idea that, hey, you lived a great life and you did a great job, but listen, we want to keep the economy going for the kids. Right. So, you know, if you need to die off, it's going to really make people, like if you want them to have Thanksgiving and for everybody to get a piece of turkey, you know, you might just not want to be one of those people that's taking up a spot at the table. And, well, you know, once you start getting there, oh, geez. Just the idea... That so you were talking about like th there's no like the idea of it's all a game and we're all in it and there's no winners or losers, but we all just play our best. And in this game we're playing, it is a lottery and some people's number might be one of us. You know, it could be me, could be you, could be it's certainly going to be someone we know if it's not one of us. Right. And that we are living in this time of this sort of grand global life or death lottery and it is yeah, as no, you're saying more than anything else it is a like we've been living with that like mo if you're a working class person if you get hit with cancer and you don't have health insurance then you then the lottery hit you but that's there's factors that put you in that uh targeted group whereas this is global it's everyone it is a global life or death lottery. And again, this isn't a, we talk about politics, we talk about global affairs, but ultimately this is a synchronicity show. And so we get to engage these things artistically. We're not trying to solve the problem or diagnose the problem, but just sort of recognize right. that this idea of an existential lottery affecting the entire population of the planet. I mean, it's almost like something out of a children's story. Right. Or a biblical story. It's not well, like, if you looked like, at it, yeah. you know, it depends on how you look at it, because there's one side of it, which, you know, from the adult perspective, it's, you know, it's horrifying. You know, we're, we all live in that sort of like, I wonder who's next. Always. You know, there's always that thing, especially if you've gone to a funeral for somebody, you're like, geez, maybe I should get that thing looked at. You know what I mean? There's, you know, or the Warren Devon, you know, enjoy every sandwich. You know, I never went to a doctor. Perhaps that wasn't the best course of action. You know what I mean? So I, I look at it like, you know, I, I hope the children, hey, who knows? Maybe children will coming out of this, you know, without having the fear laid on them, will be able to look at things as, you know, as more interconnected and also as, you know, living for the moment and realizing, you know, that structures, you know, structural things might change. You know what I mean? And to be flexible, you know, to realize that, you know, because at some point we're going to have to say to them, I mean, knock on wood, you got to go back to school, you know, and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, that thing that I did every day for however many years, you're now sending me back to that institutionalized box after I just sat in the house and you leaned over when something was happening and said, no, no, let me explain math to you by grabbing this can from the kitchen, you know, in, in real life. And so... Yeah, I mean, this This is, if we're talking about a story, that's, this is part of my, maybe how it will affect the kids. I hope the art, I mean, if there still is art, I hope, I have hopes for that, but I would hope that the heart, the art that comes out reflects this, you know? I mean, remember, we sing, you know, Ring Around the Rosie, you know, with kids, and that comes from the Black Plague. You know, you got to think about what, went into, you know, hey, kids are singing this, dancing in a circle, and then they sit on the ground. Yeah. And that came out of, like, a pandemic 
you know, without anybody working to fix it in that amount of time. So, you know, I know something positive will come out of this. And, you know, years from now, hopefully we're all still healthy and around and, you know, you know, come out the other side where we see that and we get to see the positive side of it and not just, you know, people being glib and flippant about what happened and what we went through. You know, it'll be the, you know, oh, the summer that, you know, the world shut down. Yeah. And that'll be a children's book. You know, and, you know, and it won't be, you know, how, how, you know, how I carried grandma, you know, out the door to the incinerator, you know, if I might be so, you know, ghastly. Well, you know, Charles Adams also, Gahan Wilson, they also, I think they're, they're, <laughs> they're, it's not wrong for them to be touchstones in this time, artistically. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. uh, Morty, I, I, I love it. I'm, I'm, so the next, uh, the next segment of this is I'm going to ask my own question and I put that behind a paywall and it's allows me to sort of like get a little bit more, I don't know, just to get a little bit more, uh, I don't know, personal or d- dig into my own stuff. Would you be okay? Are you free to hang out for another 20 minutes or so to, to do that? I think if you ask me a question, it'll be 30 minutes and I won't even know the time passed. Thank you for joining this episode of Radio 8 Ball Season 3, The Appening, with our guest, Morty Coyle. If you dug the show, you could help other people find us by rating and reviewing us positively, especially on Apple Podcasts. And I sincerely hope you'll want to hear the second half of our session and subscribe to our show on Patreon. I've been really enjoying getting a little bit deeper and more intimate with my questions in these bonus sessions. And in this particular reading... I dig into exploring why supporting the candidacy of Bernie Sanders has generated so much hostility from the community I share with Morty. Of course, this may be triggering to some, but it also, uh, well, it, it may shed some light on your own experiences. At any rate, I do hope you'll subscribe to us on Patreon and continue to follow along with these musical divinations. And uh, finally, as if this episode wasn't long enough, I've included the entirety of the musical divination where Frozef played Deep Breath as the answer to a question from author and activist Lissara Firefox. And with that, I'm out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. Do you have a question for the Pop Oracle? I do. I do. My question is, uh, in this new relationship that Robert and I are are forming and have formed, um, I feel that I've really met my match, and that's awesome, and it's also intimidating. I've uh, historically had relationships with people who weren't necessarily my peers. And uh, so uh, my question is, how can we best learn to share power as peers lovers and partners in all the different facets of partnership and on top of that how does that relate to the balancing of the divine masculine and feminine in our lives and in the world okay so would you pick a number between five and eight seven okay song number seven from Frozif. the answer to lasara's question about uh how can she and robert allen who's going to be joining us in the next portion of the show share uh, power as peers, lovers, and partners, and balance the divine masculine and feminine. Here we go. The song's called Deep Breath. I'll meet you at the corner pop, take a rest, take a stop, and meet you at the corner shop where we'll pop a lot of popcorn and eat it after hours. Watching movies on the towers, taking over sidewalks, taking over city blocks, climb the mill in the dark, having picnics in the park. The park and nuts aren't even full, but we don't even need to park because we ride a bicycle to and from and to and fro. Go up high, go down low. Fast, slow, town stories, town fables, dance parties on tables by the river where we swim. When it's hot, when it's grim, when the leaves fall down, the best tree in the town in the night watches us with a smile, not a frown. 
In the alley cross booths where we dump some bike dudes From the spring into the fall, so you can tell them whisper wall Physics is a business that changes in and all, but there's no time for that Taking on a high hat, going camping, going hiking Identifying, liking, drinking wild LT Healthy, full, free, from the stairs to the lookout Portobello cookout on the island where we lay Where we sing, where we play, where we dance, where we ride Stay up all night, down stories, down fables, dance Parties on tables by the river where we swim Where the stars on so dim, where the stars on so dim Stars on so dim by the river where we swim Where the stars on so dim, where the stars on so dim By the river where we swim there's nothing to do in this godforsaken town, whoa. I meet you at the corner pop, take a rest, take a stop, I meet you at the corner shop, where we'll pop a lot of popcorn and eat it at the hours, watching movies on the towers, taking over sidewalks, taking over city blocks, green lantern burn out, so we take another route to the living room shows, nailing our two poles downtown where the buildings are, easy to climb, gotta find that flag, this isn't just a game of tag. Full belly underway at the secret cafe, no time to make up with a lemon shake up outside in our home, stomping in the echo domos in a deer park, basements in the dark, it's time for the farmers and the real free market down the road with the grave candle lit, devil's cave from the stairs to the lookout, portobello cocoa down the island where we lay, where we sing, where we play, where we dance, where we write, stay up all night, down stories, down fables, dance, parties on tables by the river where we swim, where the stars are so dim, where the stars are so dim, stars are so dim by the river where we swim, where the stars are so dim, where the stars are so dim by the river where we swim. There's nothing to do in this godforsaken town, whoa. And what was the name of that song? That song's called Deep Breath. Oh, yes, Deep Breath. Interesting. Uh, did you... That's awesome. <laughs> so uh, what did you think about that as the answer to your question, Lazar? That was the answer to the question, how can you and Robert Allen best learn to share? I get it. I totally get it. Yeah? Yeah, everywhere, all the time. Everywhere, all the time? Yeah. Nice. I mean, I heard the picnics and the hanging out watching movies, and yes, there's a sense of, like, furtive panic about it. That's only because I have, I know there's so much to get done. But the fact is, deep breath is a really good thing to think about. As long as we're breathing into it, we can do as much as we need to do, and we can do it and be in the divine and be present in our lives continually and constantly. And I believe that this relationship is, is destined for that purpose in my own life. Yeah. What did you, what do you think, Frozef, about that as in the answer yeah. to that question? I think she had a really good point. Um the song, I mean, I think that it's kind of about redefining the um you know, like the song is kinda of like a lot of people like to complain about their town or are, are kinda of down on where they're living and it's kinda of like redefining like, hey, everything you you have to make you know, you have to make everything around you yours. And so you know, who's to say that, um, and that, I mean, that, and that goes with relationships, too. Like, you can, you can steer them in any direction, you know, possible, as long as it's um, communicated um, on both sides. And so I think that it's, it's a great answer for that reason, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And, and I thought, you know, I, I, the couple of the lines that jumped out at me, I think, uh, said, I think you said physics is a business. Is yeah. that the line? Which I think is interesting for people who are working uh, with Tantra, you know, because, mm -hmm. you know, sort of body physics, um, real physics. Um, yeah, well, there was... Go ahead, sorry. And, uh, well, there was just, you know, there's just a few, you know, for some reason, I don't know why uh, Portobello Cookout sounded really, yeah. really nice to me. Yeah. And, um, and I know that uh, you, live in a, you live in a little town. I do, and that's very funny, too. One of the... One of the uh, phrases that popped out at me too was where the buildings are easy to climb, which has sort of a super superhero connotation, but also just what we do, you know. But yeah, I do live outside of a very small town, and it was funny because when Robert came uh, to visit just recently for the first time, he was like, "Just so you know, I don't do small towns." And I was like, "Okay." And then you know, now he's 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 moving here, and so that's been. Uh, a shift, and it's not permanent, but there is that. There's nothing to do in this godforsaken town element to Ukiah, California, IA. Um, and the, the fact is, though, that I know that we can make it what we want it to be, and I've already been doing that. There's an amazing community here, and, uh, and San Francisco is only a couple hours away, so that's a good little release valve. But I love that idea that, you know, you can, like, there's so, like, there just is... Even in that little godforsaken town, there's so much more to do than you could even, like, you're just like, he's mm -hmm. trying to get all these images of, oh, the, yeah. you can do this, and 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 just on and on and on and on. Like, it's, how much is possible there? 
Absolutely. Which I think is interesting when you're talking about, you know, um, balancing the divine masculine and feminine and sharing power is like there's so much possibility. It's like there's so much power that's available that it's not a question of yours or mine, but how much is there and how much more can we both have? Does yeah, and I sense? think it's the, the other image was the swimming in the river, the river mm-hmm. that we swim in, uh, that sense of unlimited source and being able to renew ourselves whenever we want or need to, that that that, uh, that, that source is inexhaustible. And the as you were saying, the rep- sort of like how much can you fit in sort of thing of that's what I was saying with, you know, everything all the time, every moment that our attention is on balancing our energies and being available to sharing power in a conscious way. Not only are we doing that for ourselves, but I have kids and Robert's stepping into um, a position of authority with them and modeling uh, behaviors for them as well and uh, shifting a family dynamic. And so we're modeling not just for the children, but also for our friends how we can gracefully grow into family models that work for all of us, which is a huge value for me. It's the Radio Wave Ball.